welcome back to Call the Dogs with Chancey and Chi. Hey, Chi, that really, really sucked. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> that was just... It feels good. It feels good to have Georgia back, you know. I, I missed us. I, I missed having that feeling of just being pissed off. And now we're back, and I and I feel right back at home. I, I'm so glad we could do it for you. Um, it really, it just didn't feel right for us to not have the blowout loss mid-season. Uh, they dialed it up, and. Ed O, he, he delivered. Uh, he, he came through and kicked our ass in Death Valley. And uh, let me just say, I just watched the, as you know, I just watched the replay and, and, and took some notes and whatnot. And let me just say, it wasn't any better the second time around. I did not enjoy watching it. Well, you had to, uh, you had to live through it. So before we even get to the, to just the, the sp- the storm. I would, there's a certain term I want to use. Before we get to that game, how how was New Orleans? How was Baton Rouge? How was the experience there? The whole nine yards. Yeah. So basically, you know, most of the trip was pretty fun. I mean, we got down there and we did New Orleans on Thursday night, and uh, we you know did all the the touristy things. Um, Tyler and I and our wives went down there, and our wives had never been in New Orleans before, so we did the you know, Bourbon Street and all that stuff, and you know. Took a little trip to the casino, did a lot of fun things. Uh, next day, you know, did a little Cafe du Monde, uh, and then we actually headed out to we headed out to Baton Rouge at about two o'clock in the afternoon on Friday, and stayed over at Tyler's grandparents' house. So, which we really did have a blast up until about two thirty uh, on Saturday, and 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 let me just say, you know, of course. Friday night was fun. We went and got a great dinner. Uh, we enjoyed hanging out and, and talking about how we were going to whoop that tiger tail. And, uh, we, you know, okay, fast forward to the next day. Got a little tailgating in, and, and, and it was fun. I mean, we had a great time. And, you know, they do tailgating's a little bit different there. I feel like in Athens, you know, everything's really spread out. And I was talking to our buddy Todd, and he was just saying how everything, you know, in, in Athens, it just it's not on the same level. But in, in in LSU or in Baton Rouge, it's really like every every tailgate is within, you know, pretty close to the stadium, and everything's kind of congregated right there. So it's it is definitely I will I will admit it seemed like it was a little bit different different level of tailgating, but um, had a blast. There was an ice luge at the tailgate next to us. So we participated in that, which was you know a good time, and then uh, then two thirty two thirty came around and I I wanted to throw jump you know get to the top of the stadium and jump off. That's pretty much how it went. Yeah, it, it got real uh, it got real terrible. It got real terrible real quick. Uh, really, from just the kickoff. I mean, it was just well. I guess after that first drive where we. Um, Moved the ball down the field and uh, and put ourselves in a, in a good position and we've got our Mister Automatic, um, the, the play that has been talked about for the past four days, um, was that fake field goal and and I feel like from that point forward and I was talking to my dad about this I don't like that call even if we get it personally. Uh, I just never, there was nothing about that. Like, even if we, like, even if Rod had scored, like, to me, I just, I don't know. I didn't like that call. Um, but 
from that point forward, or from that point forward, it just felt like we were playing from behind, and we could never catch our footing. We lost all identity that we had, and we just we were playing scared the whole game. And um, I, I don't know if I was hoping it looked a little different that being there and it looked maybe looked a little better, but uh, it, it was just a, it was just a terrible. Like I said, just from that point forward, it just we couldn't do a single thing right. Yeah. So my perspective was we actually sat in the end zone that was opposite of the center's jumbotron. So we were literally like I looked I looked up behind me and it had the big yellow letters saying "Welcome to Death Valley" and I shuddered. It was pretty terrifying. And and and, and you know, it was my first trip to Tiger Stadium. It was my first trip down to Baton Rouge. I I will say. You know, I, I don't think they were quite as hyped because it was a 2.30 game. I mean, literally everybody complained that it was a 2.30 game. Uh, all the LSU fans were, and we were like, you know, we love it when we have a 3.30 game in Athens, trust me. Um, but they basically, like, you know, were like, if it's not a night game, then we're not too interested kind of thing. And I was like, well, I hope that means that we're y'all are going to be asleep. But no, we were asleep. It was opposite. But, you know, let me just say that Tiger Stadium, that that crowd, even for a two thirty game that they take for granted, it was pretty intense. And that place gets loud, as everybody knows. I mean, literally, they have a on like big third downs. They'll like show the I don't even know what they're called. Like you know, it shows like the uh, I don't know the Richter reading or like the audience, the audience like how loud the decibels is showing how loud everybody's getting and. <laughs> yeah, science. <laughs> uh, but it's, it shows how loud everybody's getting. And it, like they'll put it up on the Jumbotron, and all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, let's see how loud we can get. And it just gets louder and louder and louder. And you could feel it. I mean, once – I mean, every time we had the ball, there was no there was no point, even when they were up by, you know, 16 or, or 20 or whatever, there was no point where they were just like, okay, like we're going to take this this, you know – defensive drive off every they were just chaotic the entire time so kudos to the to the tigers fans also quick point um the tyler our buddy whose brother went to lsu he uh, basically basically told us that most games we were sitting right beside the the band most games apparently that's the only spot that visiting fans are that are in the stadium but I looked up, and almost the entire top tier was full of red and black. I mean, there was so many Georgia fans there. I would venture to say that we may have had about 20% of that stadium. I mean, there was there was a ton of red and black, but damn if it didn't help. Well, and, and I will say, and I don't know if you got to see this part of the um, the, 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 the telecast, but it was uh, they mentioned that, that how, how many dogs were there. And, uh, and just the sheer number of folks coming in um, and just how there was a, a lot of dogs. And everybody I talked to said that there – I mean, I was thinking about it. Pretty much everybody I knew except, like, me and my folks were not at that game. I mean, there was a ton of folks there, which was great to see. And and, and Kirby mentioned that in his press, press conference afterwards. That was pretty much the only positive thing there was. Uh, to talk about was that we showed up, uh, the fans showed up, the, 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 the team did not, 
uh, which which is unfortunate. But I mean, I, fortunately, we don't have. A, I don't know if they tried to time it because for the off week, but we only we only have we only get to talk about that crap tonight. Uh, that's all. We don't have we don't have anything else to talk about except how terrible we played. Um, so this is just going to be a full recap episode. Uh, where where would you like to start? Well, which part of the ball would you like to uh, to, to start out with? Well, okay, so let's just go ahead and start off with the the main topic that's been talked about this entire week. And honestly, this we talked about it last episode. Pretty much this entire season it has been Fromm versus Fields. Like, why isn't Fields getting more playing time? What's wrong with Fromm? Is he in a sophomore slump? What's going on? So here's what I'll say. Fromm, worst game of his career. He played really bad, and that's counting last year in Auburn, against Auburn. I mean, we had there was times where he had plenty of protection, and it, sometimes it was few and far between. But there was times where he had plenty of protection, and he was not finding the open receiver. I mean, it was pretty obvious. I mean, and and of course, if Gary Danielson is pointing it out, then the rest of the world can see it too. So here, here's what I say: is is Fromm had a terrible game. I mean, but you know. I will n- never pin this kind of loss on one guy, but he is our quarterback. He's our leader. He's got to do better than that. I was I was pretty disappointed in him, but he wasn't really finding the open receivers very well. He's forcing we force way too many balls to the sidelines. It really it really upsets me that we don't focus and try to you know attack the middle of the field. And I I know that some of that is a little bit of the you know he's reading progressions. Maybe the first read is to the you know, a, a back shoulder fade or, you know, a, a flat route or, you know, curl route on the outside, something like that. But, man, we've got to get more throws over the middle. I mean, high percentage pass plays. I, I, we're just not seeing it right now. And and there's that lack of creativity on that side of the ball that, you know, it's almost like we're doing the exact worst play that we could do in a given situation. And I, I'm, I'm all for, you know, I, I honestly – we were running the ball on them, you know that. But I'm all I'm all for throwing a first down pass in there every now and then. But when it gets second and ten, I don't I don't want to see trying to throw uh, you know a, a thirty yard back shoulder fade every time. I mean let's let's get some yardage somewhere. You can't go into you can't go third and long every every drive, and we did that time and time again on Saturday. And yeah, all that is to say, a lot of that is on from. I think that you know you can expound on this a little bit more, but I mean, Fields didn't get much of a shot. There was a huge uproar about it. I, I'll be honest; I thought that for a second we were going to see him come out in the third quarter to start the second half. But yeah, poor poor performance from Fromm. We need to see more of Fields, but you know it's one of those things that everybody, half the crowd is saying trust Kirby, and half the crowd is saying why why not give this kid a shot? And to be honest with you. I trust Kirby a lot. I mean, I I think out of anybody on the team, I have the most faith in him. But man, we've we've got to throw something in there. We got to mix it up a little bit, and, and you know, let let Fields sling it if he can. You're exactly right. Fromm played horribly. Um, he couldn't hit anything. That early ball to Miko that he just completely missed. Um, there was that one ball in the red zone that uh, that Terry broke open. Uh, broke open on the left side of the end zone he was mm-hmm. wide open and 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 from just completely missed him i mean there was a lot of moments like that and he just couldn't hit his guys and, and he never really took control of this game like we needed him to uh when we were 
back when we played LSU at home that year, uh, the, the shootout in 13, um, Murray took control of that game. I mean, he he took that game and was the guy and, and led us down the field and made all the passes. Um, that, I mean, that's just kind of the example with this being LSU, but um, he, he wasn't that guy. And because um, and, and the thing that concerned me the most is that we had been putting fields in and in a lot of different looks throughout the season. And we, we didn't have this problem last year. So it wasn't like there wasn't a question about pulling from and maybe putting Eason in because it doesn't give you a different look. I mean, Fields, when you put Fields in, he gives you a whole different it's, – it's a whole different ball game. I mean, anything at this point just to get something going. I mean, give him, give him a full drive. I mean, they did that a couple of times. He hands the ball off to Harrion or Holyfield, and it's just like – what was the point of that? Like, I mean, it doesn't, and they pull him back out, and I just don't, I, I don't get it, and I don't know which, if I'm on the, I'm not on the, like, bench from and just keep Fields in, like, I mean, just try this out, like, keep keep playing with him, give Fields a drive, like, give him a full drive, let this guy go out there, see if he can make a play, because oh, yeah. I can tell you, after looking at all those drives, it's like, I'd be willing to give up a couple of those for let Fields just try. I mean, I, I'm I would have been okay with that. And and, and you're and so I don't know if he's just not showing up in practice, and, and if there's something along those lines that we just don't know as from the outside looking in. But the quarterback position was disappointing this week, and, and I think last year we took for granted just the fact that. Fromm never had to just take over a game and just be our guy. And that got exposed this weekend. No, it definitely did. It definitely did. And and I'm exactly – I feel the exact same way about the situation. You know, I, I, I don't think benching Fromm straight out is the answer by any means. But I totally agree. You've got to give Fields a full drive. Let's see what he can do in a real-time game situation. And and from what I've heard from practice, it's pretty much neck and neck. Like, Fields is making hella good throws. Fromm is making great throws. And obviously, what Fields brings to the table is his ability to run, you know, out of the pocket. But something else I've noticed from Fields, the times that he's actually gotten to throw the ball, he's more apt to throw that that crossing route or that curl route in the middle or you know the leak out route to the running back and and it's not and it's not so much that I want to get big plays no doubt but you you can't try a big play on a second and 10 you try a big play on a second and one second and two you know whenever you know you have some yards behind you and you can get the first down on the next play so that's that's where I kind of am wondering like what you know Cheney Cheney's a professional there's no doubt about it. He's an offensive coordinator. That's, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time. But there's these things where, in those kind of situations, where, like I said earlier, we're we're just like picking the wrong play. So here's here's the way I'll put it: is I, I've seen some people online saying stuff like, "Okay, we should put Fromm in for a drive, and then the next offensive drive, give Fields a drive, and then swap it back to Fromm, and then swap it back to Fields, and see who wins out." You can't do that in a ball game. That is idiocy. Idiocy? Idiocy. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Uh, I Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it doesn't make any sense. That's that's just like 
tearing with these kids' minds. So what I'm what I would like to do is is yeah, give Fields a drive early in the ball game against against Florida, against a good team, and see how he runs runs it, man. I mean, if he can and he can if he can push it downfield and be able to run that read option and make the throws, I don't see any reason why we shouldn't give him more playing time. But I, I'm 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 completely with you. I don't think the answer is just to bench Fromm right straight out. Last year, Fromm had a terrible game against Auburn. It wasn't quite as bad as this game, I didn't think, because he just had no time against Auburn. And I and I looked at I remember, you know, talking to you guys and talking to a few other people and just saying, you know, did, did I think Auburn was what they were like what beat us by like thirty three or something like that? Did I think they were that many points better than us? Hell no. And then you, we turn around and we stick it to him in the SEC championship. Bottom line is, and you know, I was going to save this for the <laughs> end of the analysis, but bottom line is, is LSU better twenty points better than us? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The the trust me, the environment played a factor. The a little bit of stubbornness played into it. But let me just say this: from from was getting there were some open receivers that play that Terry had. I mean, you know. He, he was his first read. You see him looking over there on the sideline watching him, and he gets antsy and then looks right, right as Terry's breaking open. And so he throws the ball to the corner. But there's been plenty, there was plenty of times where we were going after a guy, and our receivers were not – if they were playing man-to-man on us, our receivers were not getting the separation they were used to. And let, let, let's be honest, it's because this is the first time we played this level of athlete this entire year. That's why you got to get some team. I mean, of course, you were, we were expecting South Carolina to be good, but you know you got to have some team early in the year to really test you. And honestly, if you lose that ball game early in the year, it's way easier to come back from it. But you know, scheduling is is a whole different ball game. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that we could have done better in this game, and I don't think LSU was 20 points better than us at all. No, I'm with you. I, I think. My, my biggest thing is, and I mentioned this last week, this was my fear, is that we were going to get punched in the mouth and our leaders were going to have to show up. And I don't know who our leaders are. I Agreed. Don't know who, I don't know who those guys are on our team. I think we've got guys that can do that. The guys that we thought might be that have not stood up. And, and Fromm hasn't Fromm hasn't done it. Nobody has just come out and, and said, I'm the guy like, has rallied the team and last year we had that we had so many guys that did that we had isaiah win on the line we had nick and sony just the nick the silent the silent foundation of our team and sony a vocal guy that got everybody hyped and then you got roquan smith who is the best football player and the best leader we had on the team period who took all that talent that we had on defense and we talked about this last week our team is super incredibly talented just across the board we have talent coming out of our eyes but we we're not we're young we're a young team in a lot of positions but we haven't had the, the guy to really unify us on the field um and, and coaching this week i mean i think we, i mean i just think we got out coached i mean oh no doubt i would never have said that ed o would out coach Kirby I just never would have thought that <laughs> and uh but it but by God if it didn't happen and I, and like I said and I don't I'm not wanting to harp on a play but the the thought process of, of going into de- to, to Death Valley and 
and to have that fake field goal, um, that that exposed a lot to me. That that just showed that we weren't we weren't ready, like top to bottom. Like our our equipment staff probably didn't even put the equipment out right because that's how unready from top to bottom we were. I mean, when when we're calling plays like that, and I mean, so. I, I think the leadership has stood out, and um, that to me, that's what shows this this twenty point difference. It's us getting that punch in the mouth and not being able to respond. I I, I completely agree, and and yeah, I I would have never guessed that Edo was gonna outcoach us. He, what what he gives, and I mean, of course, Aranda was was the biggest reason why we lost that ball game, no doubt in my mind. Uh, well, maybe not the biggest reason, but he was a large reason. I mean, that guy, we, we started running those draw plays and read plays, and we, we were gashing him for those runs. And then he all of a sudden, he stops playing that single linebacker in the middle and, you know, playing the nickel defense or whatever he was doing. And then he starts putting seven in the box. And honestly, before he even put seven in the box, they were still getting pretty good pressure with like five guys in there. And, and then he put seven in the box and was like, okay, well, all right, they're going to stop us on this first down run. Maybe a second down run was going to work, but then we went straight to the pass. You go to the pass and we can't hit the broad side of the barn, then, you know, we don't really have an answer. And, you know, the, as far as the as far as far the fake field goal goes, I, I completely with you and your father. <laughs> it just never, I, I never, I mean, I wouldn't go for that play in NCAA, like the, the video game. I, fourth and fourth and nine, maybe run that play on like a fourth and two, maybe a fourth and three, something like that. A fourth and nine, nine yards is way too long to be trying to do something like that. And I know Les Miles used to do it. We stole that right out of his book, but Les Miles is a crazy man. <laughs> Let's not be that <laughs> he's crazy. His, he's out of his damn mind. <laughs> yeah. But it, it really just didn't seem like it. Honestly, being in the stadium, we were only down three to zero at that point. But being in the stadium in that moment, it felt like from that moment we were going to lose that ball game. It was like immediately, let's throw any momentum we had here, which we had some momentum going, and we threw it to their side of the field. It was unbelievable. Well, and and that was the thing that that threw me off is Kirby. No, like that was all the talk going in is Kirby is eleven and one in Tiger Stadium uh, as a player and as a coach or whatever it was and it's like he should know that like why would you give them that like when the chances are so and 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 i and like i will say this is the guy that and kirby talked about it in his presser afterwards he's like the look we had it was the look that we've we've always we've been they've been scheming that up for a while and they were they said going in the game if we got this look we were going to do it but the guy that end he was had always been gunning after to block it like all season long and that was like the first or second time all year that he backed off of it and went into for protection and yeah i mean it was i don't think it would have worked either way but i mean i don't know that that to me just showed where we were at so actually he he was starting to run and this is just an instinctual play he was starting to run in after the kicker and he runs into Julian Rochester, which is which is like running into a brick wall, and and literally just like sees. I mean, he sees Rodrigo with a ball in his hands, and, and you mean to tell me, little Rodrigo, bless his soul, <laughs> you mean to tell me he's gonna beat 
their top safety to the to the edge and run that ball down the field? Absolutely not. So literally, he was the reason why because I think it was Werner was actually down the field blocking the last guy, the safety guy, and then otherwise, I mean, it, you know, it was a fifty fifty chance. It was literally was, and I just am not. I'm not about taking that high risk early in the ball game. We could have gotten our three points. Rod would have definitely nailed the field goal. Gotten our three points. Tie ball game. It's a different game from that there on. But because that happened, all, all of a sudden they start taking the ball down. I, did they? Yeah, they. Yeah, they. They scored like the next drive. I don't yeah, know if they, they scored. Sc- on, I don't know if they scored off the kick. Maybe they did. I can't remember. I've tried to suppress it. I'm pretty sure they they actually drove down and got the. Uh, that might have been when they had the field goal. Actually, no, I think, no. I think they no, kicked another field goal. They no, they, just, they their second score was a touchdown. That's okay. when they went for it on fourth and inches. And uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, man, there's there's a lot we can talk about. You know, the QB plays is one of them, and obviously we kind of harped on that enough. But I just want to kind of focus on a few different things on the. Off, a few different players on the offensive side of the ball. Let me just say, DeAndre Swift and Elijah Holyfield played their butts off. I mean, Holyfield averaged eight eight yards a carry. Swift had six yards a carry. Between them, only had 19 carries the whole day. 113 yards total rushing. That's not Georgia football. And what I hate most about it is, we were actually getting those plays on running plays that don't hardly ever work. I really hate the shotgun handoff delayed runs, zone reads. I mean, don't get me wrong, they work sometimes and they worked against LSU. But to for me to think that we can't line up in a single back set and run a toss sweep around the end or, you know, some sort of dive play off off tackle or something like that, it really bothers me. And and it's really we're getting away from that under Cheney and we're also getting away from throwing the damn ball across the middle. I'm getting worked up, dude. I'm <laughs> <laughs> No, don't stop. Keep it going. <laughs> it's just so upsetting. Um, so uh, running backs, running backs played well. I mean, for for the carry, the amount of carries they had, uh, you know, they played well. Receivers were just not getting separation. You can't blame all that on them. They were getting manned up against an athlete on the other side of the field. I mean, their defensive backs played so well the whole day. I mean, the only one – I mean, that Trey Battle guy got ran over like five times by Elijah Holyfield. You would have thought he would have quit by then. Then he comes back in and makes plays down the field in coverage. So, defense, their defensive backs just kind of rocked our world the whole day. Um, and then, you know, honestly, our tight ends got open a few times and, and made some good catches. They missed a few blocks. But all in all, I think they played one of the better, one of the better positions on the off- offensive side of the ball. And then you get to our offensive line, and there was there was definitely plenty of times where one we were road grading, and those boys were just plowing holes for Holyfield and Swift. I don't know why we gave up on that. And then there was other times where they had a beautiful pocket, and Fromm was able to stand up and do his thing. But then there was other times where Isaiah Wilson was getting his butt whooped time and time again and which blows my mind because he's like the largest person on the field potentially that I've ever seen in my life he's massive and then he's the one that's getting beat off the edge it just doesn't make any sense and then on the opposite side of the, our tackles Andrew Thomas held his own for a little while but then he gave up a couple sacks I mean he got smoked divinity 
one of our you know players player key players on LSU, Divinity had a, a nasty spin move on him one time and just blew by and, and destroyed Fromm. I mean, and then Cade Mays, but you know, I mean, honestly, he played well for for the most part, but he gave up a couple big sacks. There was a couple times where I saw running like running the film back, where we did that thing where we had two, three offensive linemen on two interior defensive linemen again, and we let a guy just run free. So there's just these question marks. I don't know. It's almost like you know because we're swapping guys around so much. Like Cade Mays is new at the right guard spot, but. You know, he's played so well up until this point. It was almost like we were just all rattled on the on the offensive side of the ball. And then, obviously, I'll get into the defense. There's plenty to talk about there, too. But I'll get into the defense in a little bit. I mean, I didn't know if you had anything else to add to the offensive side. No, yeah, I did want to say, you mentioned uh, Swift and Holyfield. They ran hard. I mean, they – you felt – like even on TV, you felt every step they made. I mean, it was just a strong showing from those guys, and I was proud. I was proud watching them run the ball. Um, they they showed up, and, and I don't know why. I mean, there's a lot of I, the play calling just kind of threw me off. Uh, kind of like you mentioned, I, I never, I didn't understand any of it, and I know I don't get paid millions of dollars or whatever, however much training gets paid to, to make those calls, but I, just none of it made sense to me. But when those guys, when they got their name called, they made they made plays. Uh, same way with receivers. Um, I thought some of the guys missed some missed some open balls. Um, but but just for the most part, I don't think they they hadn't been tested that way. And, and Fromm just couldn't get it to them a lot of times. Um, that was just it was plain to see. Offensive line, this discipline. I mean, I think offensively, it's just discipline that's worse we don't have. Um, I think that's both sides of the ball. We're just not we don't have we don't have the composure that Kirby always talks about. Uh, I think that got exposed a little bit. <laughs> oh yeah, and, uh, and and the time and the pockets that they did make because you go back and watch them. I mean, Fromm had all day, but like you said, he get the, he get past that first progression and then he just got. He just got the, the ants in his pants. I mean, that was the he couldn't he couldn't set himself and just throw the ball down the field, and um, and he just hesitated so much. And um, so that I feel like our offensive line played okay for the situation. From just never capitalized on those moments. Um, there were times that they played okay. Most of the time, it was rough. Um, but I, it was just a poor, poor, poor showing um, that from from our from our guys offensively. Um, we just and and then that just led to our defense just being on the field um, and and putting us in a bind. Um, so uh, that's our offense just put us behind the eight ball the whole game. No, they definitely did, and you know, like you said, the the line held their own. You know. For a decent amount of time, but it was almost like any time that Fromm had a chance to make a play, and he had plenty of time, he didn't make the throw. And then any time that there was a chance that you know that Fromm was getting harassed, I mean, it was because the the line was was just letting him. It was porous. I mean, they were letting him. I mean, Divinity, the Devon White guy. I mean, they were all. I mean, let me tell you, number forty is a ball player. I think he's a preseason All American. 
he looked awesome. Really, really good ball player. But, you know, we just we just let them make too many plays whenever we really, really needed to push the ball down the field. There was plenty of times, I mean, I remember one of the, we got on their side of the field, we're driving, and then we let up a, like, probably it was like a six or seven yard sack. I mean, pushed us basically out of field goal range. Then we end up, I think we ended up getting a field goal later. We got a couple passes, but, you know, offensively, we just have to have a little bit more grit. We need to get Miko in space. We've got to have we I just want our running backs to remember whenever we just would line up and toss the ball around the end to, to Nick Chubb or Sonny Michelle and then they would just regardless of who blocked, they would just make it happen and beat the guy to the end. I, These I guys dream, can I do dream that. About it a lot. I dream about that yeah. a lot. It was it was good times. It was only a year ago. <laughs> so Anyway, we can we can harp on the offensive lot, but I mean, I I'm trying to read through some of these notes here that I got. I mean, there was definitely a couple of things that we we had where I mean, so one of them is from from had a play where he ends up throwing a sideline route, but and I'm I'm ready to move the defense in a second, but he ends up throwing a sideline route, but it was like a third and four, and then. Both our running back and tight end leaked out into a little little curl route in the middle. DeAndre Swift, all he had to do was take a peek at DeAndre Swift, sling it to him, and then he's probably got ten or fifteen yards. So easy. And I mean, and and then on the opposite side of that, Fromm got pressured one play, somehow evades like three guys, starts running up, and then you, I'm sure you remember this play whenever he actually saw Swift on the left side, try to sling it out to him, and throws the ball behind him. Swift would have gone for forever, potentially a touchdown on that play. So those, it's just, I mean, it, it was literally just, and LSU didn't have a single penalty until the third quarter. We had like six or seven going in the second half. Oh my gosh, man! It's just so much, so many different things we could talk about. But well, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I mean, defense, defensively, we can. I, I'm ready to ready to talk about them because it was it was like it was like every other drive was was really really poor yeah i'm yeah let's just let's just go ahead and get into that because there's there's plenty to there's plenty to discuss here uh kind of i'll just kind of harp on what i talked about last week i thought the the thing that concerned me defensively is that most of the yards that people were having running the ball were on big gashing run plays just up the middle i mean that was really what we were we were coming against and that was my concern coming into today if like if you get let lsu that's what they do they run the ball they run the ball down your throat and they wear you out and that's what they did to us i mean they had huge gashing run plays that were that they're past our safety and we're chasing them down the field and um that to me was was one of the the big standout that was just kind of the thing that stood out to me is that that steals all your momentum. That steals, um, that kills, that kills your your chances to get the ball back. And, and then the other stat to me is that Joe Burrow was their second rusher, second leading rusher with 66 yards. <laughs> and um, like, I mean, and two two rushing touchdowns. He didn't have a passing touchdown, but he didn't need to. Um, I I was just. That, that that baffled me. I mean, that guy that we gave that guy hell last week. That guy played hard. Oh my God, did he play hard? 
I mean, yeah. he was a ball. He that was a guy that led his team. Like he he's a game manager or whatever you want to call him. But, but man, he got out there and like he was throw like they talked about on on the TV just how like they want him to learn how to slide and he was just throw. I mean, he was just he was trying he was going toe to toe with those guys those linebackers. I mean, he was. I don't know, man. He it. I just I was not. And, and we couldn't tackle to save our freaking life, and it was just a, it was just a mess. So, I, I don't know. I don't, well, the, so, <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Cool down, cool down, real, real quick, real quick. Uh, uh, tag out. So here's the deal. The, the the two things that bother me the most are one, they ran for 275 yards. That's not Georgia football. No team should run for over. No team should 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 run for over 150 on us. But definitely not over 200. I tell you. So the second thing that bothered me the most, and this and this just was grinding my gears, is that so they were four for four on fourth downs. One of them was like a you know a, a QB sneak up the middle on a fourth and one on on you know on the goal line for a touchdown. But there was there was definitely a couple of them that we could have you know held our own, and, and it was like a fourth and one. But so Burrow every time it was a fourth down. I mean literally every time it was. It was like potential that they could go for it. Burrow was on the ball, ready to go. There was a couple times they had to call timeouts to keep him from from trying to get the fourth down by himself. I mean, that's like you said, the guy was winning the ball game for them. He was leading them down the field. But the worst thing to me is every single fourth down, with the exception of that goal line one, we were not set when the ball was snapped. How is that possible? How I mean, they're they're literally on the line, and then Burrow just comes up, runs up on our center, and QB sneaks, hands off to Brissett, whatever, runs up the middle and destroys us, and we're just we're literally getting down in our stance. That's what bothers me the most, and I know some of that has to do with substitutions, which I trust me, I felt terrible for our interior line defensive linemen because we didn't have David Marshall and didn't have Hawkins Muckle. I mean, we were trying to sub guys in out. I mean, those guys were dying. On, on Saturday, and we just don't have enough fresh bodies. That's why we need to pick up that recruitment on that end. But anyway, that's for another day. So we were just like trying to sub these guys out. We got that you know penalty for having twelve men on the field, things like that. I mean, just the the fact that we were just so unready for those that kind of situation just kind of blew my mind. And it's one thing to get to get line up and get you know man up, and then they get they destroy you. Uh, you know, and then it's not a completely different thing for you to be literally like hands on your hips, like looking at the sideline, trying to figure out what's going on, and then next thing you know, they got a first down. Well, that's what my, bothered me. My, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because my grandma, who um, I, is, was staying with me, and probably she was, picked her up from the the hurricane, and she was staying with me, and probably the only reason that I didn't maim myself uh, while <laughs> watching this football game, uh, she's like. Baby, it's like they're standing around and they don't know what to do. <laughs> that's literally what she told me, and I said, "Granny, you are abs- that's the, been the best assessment of this game so far." <laughs> <laughs> no truer words have ever been spoken. I was like, "Oh uh. my god, how my my when my grandma sees that you don't know what the hell you're doing, you we done we done screwed up. We done we done screwed the pooch." And and so it was you're right, man. Like we, it was not Georgia football in any way because we, when you can't, when you can't go toe to toe with these boys, I mean, we, 
we couldn't no part of the line of scrimmage battle did we win and and we're there's just no way that we can make it happen because if you go back and look at burrow's stats like his passing like he had um let's see his stats he had fewer yards than from and from had a touchdown but from through two picks and um we had we had four turnovers on the on the ball, but I mean, but Burrow like his stats don't jump out. But like we said, he won the game and they ran the ball. That that uh, that Edwards Hilaire. I don't know how you I don't know how you pronounce his yeah, name. Yeah, that's right. He Edwards a, Hilaire. Good job. He had a freaking field day with us. I mean, it was yeah, like ran, he, ran, he, he ran a damn clinic. He had 145 yards. Like yeah. I mean, it, and he man, it, we just could not we could not get anything. We couldn't put a hand in. And the thing is, LSU has the most simple offense in the world. There's nothing fancy about it. <laughs> they line Yeah, up I wish we were doing it. I, I wish yeah. we, I, I kind of <laughs> wish we were running the same offense. Yeah, we, 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 we don't – like, it's weird because that's that's offense we used to run, and now we are just – we just hardly ever run out of a, a single back set. Uh, and obviously, you know – Kirby has basically done away with the fullback idea, so we don't have any affirmation anymore. But still, the fact that here's here's what I'll say about the defense real quick about the running backs. I'm sorry, I was thinking about this, and I just want to make sure I did I said it. The, the that was the crazy thing is that Edwards Hilaire is their change of pace back. Nick Brissett is the guy, and we stopped Brissett for the most part. I mean, he had a uh, a couple pretty pretty decent runs. But then Everett Hilaire was gashing us for like 40 and 50 yards every now and then. And I, and, and, and I watched a couple plays. There was one play where, gosh, we just let we let him squeak. He literally did a Le'Veon Bell type play. He like waited for the hole and then boom, burst through it. But the reason there was a hole there or there was there there was no safety over the top is because J.R. Reed comes literally just waltzing up on the outside like a kind of a delayed bit, blitz, but it was a very, a very like lazy delayed blitz and and i couldn't i mean i remember i just watched it i just was sitting there biting biting my lip i was just like this is that's just not how you do it i mean if one if you're gonna go go but two we also had another play where they ran up the middle again and nature patrick he's got to maintain his spot in the middle he just gets sucked up and the offensive lineman just carried him down the field i mean i'm i'm about ready to say let's put Let's just make sure Monty, Monty played okay. Tay Crowder played okay. Natrez, not so good. He's supposed to be the leader on that defense, and obviously he's not going to be one. But then on the other side of him, Jawan Taylor was looking like a fool, man. There's a there's a reason Jawan Taylor, and, you know, damn good dog. You know, he's stuck with it. He's here. And I hate to bash a guy so much. But there's a reason Jawan Taylor did not start until his senior year. I mean, it's it's evident that he is behind that talent level, you know, and he's just not he's just not catching up to these guys on the end of rounds. He's not catching up to these guys and filling these holes like he needs to, and he's getting blown around in the middle of the middle of the defensive backfield. Our middle linebackers got to get better. Our defensive backs didn't play much better. J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount both had an arm tackling day, I think is what they term it. They just decided they were going to go fling some arms around, see if they got a guy. I mean, Richie LeCount is, at this point, we're, we're going from saying, oh, like, dude, he's a heavy hitter. He smacked people around in the Tennessee game. 
you know, to you know the next game, it's like okay, like is did, did Richard LeCount do anything? And then then the next game he plays really well, and then this game, oh my gosh, like what what who is this guy? I don't I don't know who he is right now as a player. It's just well, man, I don't know. I could go got, on and on. We we got punched in the mouth. We got punched in the yeah, mouth, we and we didn't know what to do about it. I mean, that everybody else has has tried to spread us out, try to be fancy with us, and uh, that obviously didn't work. And LSU just said, "We're we're gonna like you're gonna come into our house and we're gonna punch you in the mouth." And, um, and I keep using that term because that's exactly what they did. They lined up, punched us in the mouth, and we laid and we killed over. We just we laid over and, and died and, and let them run all over us. And um, I, I, that's I, that's I mean that's that's how that's how it went defensively. So I don't know if there's anything yeah. else you want to add. I think we've. Uh, we... <laughs> I do want to say so. Something I mentioned to you before we started is you know every game up until this point during our recap we've done a little bit of like oh players of the game who who performed the best. And it was so easy. You were just like, oh, you know, Miko and Fromm played well, or, you know, Monty played well, or DeAndre Baker was the man. It, it's pretty hard to find two guys on this entire team on from Saturday who played, like, decently well, but not up to the standard. Nobody played up to that standard. And I will say that DeAndre Baker had a good game. He Because you know why? <laughs> they threw on Tyson Campbell every time. Every time they needed a third and long, they threw his way. And they, you know what? All, all you got to do is go watch the previous games. It's so easy. They're like, okay, number three. Don't get me wrong, very talented freshman. Happy to have him. But, man, I mean, it was obvious that they were just trying to pick on that guy. And there was a couple times, several, actually, I watched, I saw probably two or three times. I mean, there was that one that he just was either didn't know his assignment or was completely out of position. And that's partially on guys like J.R. Reed. Or De- well, DeAndre Baker's on the opposite side. But J.R. Reed's always b- right behind him. So anyway, they picked on Campbell. There was that one play where he was completely out of position and like started to halfway blitz. And then J.R. Reed was coming to blitz after him. And then they both start throwing their hands up in the air like, what the hell's going on? And the next thing you know, there's an LSU receiver that's 30 yards down the field wide-ass open. Things like that we just can't have happen, and I know he's a freshman. I mean, freshmen make mistakes, but Jr. It's that's just as much on Jr. Reed as is uh, Tyson Campbell. Anyway, it's just it was really sad. I mean, at least Rodrigo hit his hit his field goals. The running backs, the running backs, uh, they uh, they played hard. They definitely played hard. Had a lot of heart. But let me tell you, you know, from my vantage point, you know, like I said, we were in that end zone, and you could just start to feel once they once LSU got momentum, man, you could just start to feel that, man, there's no way we win this ball game. And the only time that I've started believing, truly believing that we had a shot after after the first half was when it was nine, it was nine to nineteen. You know, we drove down, we got we got our first points on the board, we stopped them on the next drive, and we got the ball back. And you know we ended up scoring later, but we got that that third that second drive we had. I mean, I think that was the one. I was upset. That was the one that we got. They punted. We got them to punt in our own side of the field. They actually didn't go for the fourth and two this time or whatever it was. We got them to punt. They pinned us at the five, and we run a damn play action pass in the end zone. I've never. I I don't. 
that doesn't happen. You watch a pro football game, they don't, I mean, they can get away with that kind of stuff, right? College, you can't do that. You can't do that. You either run the ball and try to get three or four yards right off the bat, or you take a shotgun pass and give your quarterback more time to process and, you know, have more time to watch, see his surroundings and watch the rush, pass rush, and see if he can make a play either with his legs or throw it a little flat route. But he was throwing on that drive, we threw three, three straight passes. They were all three to the sideline. Well, the one was kind of in a little bit of a flat route, kind of towards the middle. Then we two, threw two balls to the sidelines. There's literally like no receivers that I saw, at least in my camera view, which was the replay, that I saw like hovering over the middle. They were wide open in this place. And we just got to have more options for Fromm in that situation. Yeah, I think that just comes back to comes back to discipline, even, even in the coaching staff and just in the play calling. I mean, I just – Everybody was just on their heels all game and making weird, making weird plays, calling weird plays. I mean, it was just I don't know. That I, I think um, nobody showed up except maybe, like I said, except maybe running backs and uh, and Rod, Rod, poor Rodrigo, the poor guy. They just sent him to the wolves to get eaten alive yeah. on that. On that yeah. field goal. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rod. <laughs> Well, he's well, he, no. He, he gets the ball in his hand, and I can just hear it in his mind. He's just like, "I have made error." <laughs> so yeah, so that was the uh, that was actually coming straight at us in our end zone, and and of course I'm I'm like, okay, kicking a field goal, tie the ball game. This is gonna be great. And and I see Rod with the ball in his hands, and I just like sent up a quick prayer. I was like, please don't let him get hurt. <laughs> Protect that golden boot, brother. I just so here, here's what I'll say. DeAndre Baker did have a pretty good game, you know, not up to the standard. The running backs played well. Uh, they kind of had to whenever they had their slim slim chances. But uh, I will also say that DeAndre Walker had a pretty good ball game. I mean, he's him and DeAndre Baker were about the only ones that that played their heart out on the defense, and you could tell. I mean, like you know, you got some seniors out there that are trying to give it their all but i mean they can only do so much uh playing one one side of the field kind of thing or one position so all in all we just got out coached we got outplayed i mean they got they were way more aggressive than us ed o wanted to win that ball game more than he wanted to do anything in his entire life yeah i mean he you could tell i mean if you're going for for fourth downs in your own side of the field i mean you get that I know that was kind of one of those high risk things that I hate, right? But yeah, so when you get that though, oh my gosh, you're unstoppable. You feel you literally feel invincible for the rest of the drive. And then they went for another fourth down later in that same drive and got that one too. So I don't, and I think we ended up stopping them for a field goal. But it's just these little. I mean, when it, whenever we get our chances, we got to just hop on them. But we were just we were just outmatched, man. We just we we didn't have a chance after after that first drive, really. Yeah, and, and I'll say this is kind of my last thought on it. I I think this is obviously not our team. This is not who we are. Um, but I did think that we we last year. I'm not gonna say last year. Last year was obviously not a fluke. We played incredibly well, but I, I don't think we we understand the leadership that we lost. And I keep harping on that. And I think until we have guys that step up, and and, and hopefully this game has, has done that, we're we're gonna struggle. Um, I, 
like Florida's coming in with some with some heat. I mean, they're coming in with some momentum right now. I mean, they've only lost one game, and uh, it was to Kentucky, who is who is good, and like crazy. Our, our <laughs> I know, our, and the gauntlet that we've got is real. And so if we don't have if we don't have guys step up um, and just kind of take that hit in the mouth, say okay. Well, let's wipe that off. Let's go. We know who we are. Let's let's and hopefully this they've got two weeks to sit on it and chew on it, and and hopefully they want to take that out on Florida. But until we punch somebody else in the mouth, I mean we're going to be riding our we're going to be sitting on our heels. And um, but but I think we're capable. We're talent wise, we're capable of making that happen. And and I think we can. I think we can beat Florida handily. But it ain't going to be how we do her on Saturday. I mean we we've got there's a lot we got to fix. But I. I'm not. I'm not going to be usual doom and gloom, Chancy. I think this is a we we can turn a corner here, but there's a lot of things that got to happen between now and next Saturday. You're absolutely right, and 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 you know, <clears throat> we've got back to back games against ranked opponents at this point. I mean, thank God we have a bye week right now because we need it more than anything. But I will say though, I mean, after we lost to Auburn last year, I think a lot of people wrote us off. I think a lot of people said, okay. Georgia's done for the year, man. Next thing you know, we we win out the rest of our regular season ball games, meeting Auburn in the SEC championship. No, not too many people are giving us much of a chance, and then we win that ball game by three touchdowns. You you just can't at this point in the season. It's way better than us getting a loss in November. There's no doubt about it. Everything is still ahead of us, and I'm not trying to be too much of a Disney dog, but we really do have everything in front of us that we can still accomplish. All of our goals, but you know, right now, it, it, I hate to say it, but there's not a single team in the country that looks like Alabama or even close. So right now, let's just try to just focus on the main thing, keep chopping wood, and let's let's just start punching people back in the mouth because that's all you got to do. And, and here's the deal: right after that game finished, and just thinking about this this week of practice and then next week week of practice. It's going to be hard. These guys are going to go hard all day. They're going to hit each other in the mouth. They're going to be physical. I was reading about how there was just nonstop yelling at practice today or yesterday. So here's here's what I'll say is right after that game, I knew that Kirby was going to get after these boys. And I like at this moment, I still think we're, we're definitely a better team than Florida. I mean, we should go in there and, and put it to them. Do I think that we're – uh, a 40 what was it 40 45 to 7 uh 42 ball game yeah 42 to 7 sorry 42 to 7 game last year like last year no no i don't i don't think it'll be it's gonna be much closer but it's gonna be a dog fight but i, I like our chances win in jacksonville that's all that's all we'll say about that so gotta okay gotta do it gotta right, do it take, uh, gotta is that a, is that enough of a of a breakdown and I hope we didn't get too doom and gloomy like we were talking about. <laughs> oh, it I happens. Think, I think it we, have, uh, we have we have harped on it enough. Let's uh, let, let's try to let's try to wrap this bad boy up. All right. Hey, real quickly, uh, do you want to do some games of the week? I'll just do let's like knock, three. Let's knock them out. All right. If, if I can get my phone open, I'll do it. All right. Here we go. Um, Michigan plays Michigan State, uh, number six versus number twenty-four. Michigan's favored by seven. What do you think their chance? I think I'm going to go with uh, with the old Harbaugh's. And uh, after the way that they proved us real wrong 
against Wisconsin, and they just beat the brakes off of them. I think that'll be a that, and Michigan State's not playing well, so Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I'm going to go with you. Well, if you didn't know, Michigan State beat Penn State last last weekend, so they're actually just coming off of their best win of the season, but could very well be a little bit of a hangover this week. But not that it really matters because it's Big Ten football. Um, and then, uh, so Alabama plays Tennessee. I just wanted to pick this one just because I think it's funny. This is like one of the first like lines they've had in a while that's actually below 30. Alabama's favored by 29. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm just going to take Alabama. I, I, I think they're going to beat the dog crap out of them. Yeah, I, I think uh, Tennessee's going to be – they're going to be riding pretty high. Um, yeah, you got to go bam on that one. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so – Mississippi State, number 22, plays LSU's number five now. LSU's only favored by six and a half. It's in Death Valley. Uh, who do you, what do you think there? I think LSU can do it. I mean, if, if anything, we've seen Death Valley, and I think Mississippi State's still trying to figure themselves out. Um, they've been playing slightly better. I can't remember if they won this past weekend or not, but um, – yeah, I think LSU's going to be riding high, and uh, I don't think they'll have the – they already got hit in the mouth with, uh, a couple weeks ago, so I think they're kind of on the upswing. All right, last game, uh, number 12, Oregon plays number 25, Washington State, in Washington State. Uh, who, who do you have there? Uh, Oregon. Go Ducks. Yeah, I'm going to take Oregon. I mean, they're an underdog here. They've been playing really well. Also, I don't know if I made my LSU pick – or my – but I'm going to go with LSU in that game, too. I don't think they have a hangover this week, and I think they take care of business in Death Valley. All right, well, that's your really, like, half-assed uh, games of the week. Um, I don't even know if anybody ever listens to those or anything, but uh, if you're making oh. bets off of <laughs> <Yeah>. us, stop. <laughs> For the love of stop. God. <laughs> stop what you're doing. Save your money. We're losing them for you. <laughs> uh, Chancey, do the of what we do. Yeah. Yeah, Chansey's uh, right under 50% on the season. I'm right at 50% on the season. So, yeah, we're losing money, fake fake money. Um, anyway, I, Chansey, let's just let's just pray that everybody stays healthy this week and, you know, let's just try to take care of business, have a, a nice week of practice, nice two weeks of practice, come into Jacksonville and take care of business. Are you going to be there next week? We can talk about it uh, next week, but are you, are you going to the game? I will be in Jacksonville. I'll, I'll, I'll be there as well. You well, have any final uh, thoughts? Just everybody take a breather this weekend. Enjoy some football and not have to worry about the dogs playing. Um, but, uh, but yeah, just hold, hold on. We'll, we'll get to the end of this. Okay. Go dogs. <laughs> dogs on top sometimes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to Calling the Dogs with Chansey and Chi. Please bear with us as we try to figure this whole thing out. We're having a great time, and we hope you are too. Uh, be sure to check us out on all of the social medias. Uh, we're on Instagram at Calling the Dogs Pod, Facebook at Calling the Dogs Podcast, and we're on YouTube. So be sure to check us out there. Until next time, go dogs.